Hey gents, Chuck Holton here. I was wondering what you've been putting your mind to during this quarantine. How have you been making use of this time for good, to do something positive and constructive? You know, when this whole thing started, I wanted to make sure that I use this time wisely. And so I've been trying to get in shape. Uh, that's been pretty easy because I brought my whole gym home. We had to close the gym. And uh, my son who ran the gym is here with us. So he makes sure that I don't miss a workout. So uh, felt pretty good about my army PT test I took yesterday. I maxed it in the 17 to 21 category. Woohoo! Not bad for a 50 year old man. And uh, I have also been trying to memorize scripture. So I've been working on uh, Romans eight, uh, the, the whole chapter. So, uh, I want to see if I can do it now. I've been working on it a lot, but uh, I'm not sure I've got the whole thing. I may miss a word or two, but I'm going to do my best, all right? So here goes, Romans 8. <clears throat> so there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the just requirement of law could be revealed in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who walk according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And those who walk according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. The mind that is set on the flesh is death. But the mind that is set on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind of the flesh is hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. If the spirit of God really dwells in you, Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though your bodies are dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the one, the spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through the spirit that dwells in you. So brothers, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. He has not given us the spirit, a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. He has given us a spirit of sonship by which we cry, Abba, Father. And when we do that, the Spirit is bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if we suffer with him so that we might be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. 
For the whole creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of him who subjected it in hopes that the whole creation would be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together like pains of childbirth and not the creation only, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit, even we also groan, waiting our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. In that hope, we were saved. And who hopes for what he sees? But if you hope for what you do not see, you wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness because we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. For we know all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he called. And those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he glorified. What are we going to say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not through with him Freely give us all things. Who's going to bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who's going to condemn? It's Christ Jesus who died, who was raised again. Yes, who is at the right hand of God interceding for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, we are being killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, I think I might have missed a few words in there, but uh, I did that by listening to John Piper recite that chapter uh, in front of his church over and over and over and over again. I, I listened to it over and over again, probably about, probably took me about a hundred times to listen to that. And I would uh, listen to it while I was in the bathroom in the morning, or I'd just go out to the monkey cage in the afternoon and sit with the monkeys and preach to them, Romans 8. Um, monkeys are pretty big heathens, so they needed it. Um, but anyway, I hope, I'm not, I don't do that to, to try to show off. I, I want to do that Number one, to hold myself accountable, to, to be able to be ready with the word in season and out of season, but also to maybe encourage you. You might say, well, you know, I could have done that when I was a younger man, but I'm too old for that. Now my brain doesn't, you know, my, my, my brain doesn't have enough RAM memory left. Well, it might take you a little bit longer, but 
I'll just put it this way. John Piper's in his mid-70s, and he did it. So I don't think any of us have any excuse. And I think that God blesses our attempts to, to learn more about him, to serve him by worshiping him that way, by quoting his word back to him. Um, I can tell you that it has really helped change my thought life. It's helped to make me more sensitive to the Spirit's leading over the, net, the last couple of months. And it's really helped my level of anxiety. I found myself when we get a big cancellation and we lose some money and, or we, we lose a job because of this COVID thing, um, going back to Romans 8 and just saying, so there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, I mean, just, just starting that whole thing over, it's, it's like a, a salve for my spirit. So I hope you're encouraged and I hope you'll give something like that a try. If you do, let me know. Uh, put it in the comments here. All right. I'm Chuck Holton. Thanks for watching.